Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Raider Nation, welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Micah, my partner in crime, Tyler, the mastermind of it all, and the lusty voice of Birch joins us once again this week. Gentlemen, we're 2-0. Tyler, how are you feeling? I don't know how to feel. I've I've been in this position before and been let down, but I'm told that uh, this is a different team and that I should have faith. And so, you know what? I feel pretty dang good about being 2-0. Two solid wins, in my opinion. Uh, we got a good solid win over the Ravens. Uh, maybe a little lucky, but hey, that's okay. And then really felt like we took it to the Steelers and scored when we needed to, which we haven't done in the past. Lusty voice of Birch. Welcome back, my friend. What are Thank your you. thoughts on being 2-0? and Well, first of all, I would like to say I was the, I did text you guys. I was not here last week, but uh, I did pick the Raiders to win. Uh, that true. I was the only one. You know what? You know why we're winning? It's because Derek Carr has a full head of hair. And it's, that is true. It's hideous. <laughs> I'm waiting not for man bun car. Oh, the man bun car. I like that. Like it. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has not done so great since growing his hair long, but it's had the opposite effect on Derek Carr, much like Samson with long hair was much stronger. Perhaps this car with longer hair is is a better quarterback. Whatever yeah, it I, is, he is dealing and what keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's Amen. wheeling and dealing, isn't he? And you know, we have been uh critics, major critics of Carr on this podcast, but my goodness, Jim. Well deserved two weeks. Yes, definitely deserved. Definitely deserved. As always, as we've mentioned before, look, you know, if you want a feel good podcast, this isn't the podcast for you. If you want a realist podcast and people that will like just kind of tell you how we think it is, then this is the podcast for you. Cotton candy and fluff balls, go to somebody else. There are a ton of other Raider podcasts out there that love to tell you what you want to hear. But those aren't true friends, Raider Nation. Those aren't the people that'll have your back. (laughs) They just tell you what you want to hear. I'm just telling you, that's a real life thing, too. Don't want friends like that. But I'm here to tell you, Derek Carr's look sharp. Dude's balling out the last two weeks. I hope this is sustainable for the next 15 weeks because, my goodness, like, I like the car of 2021. And, uh, I, you know, I feel like at this point, too, gentlemen, like, don't shave the beard. I feel like the beard's got to keep going, like, at le- you know, not until you lose. You know, I think that should be a thing now for Derek Carr. You know, the beard and the and the hair has to keep growing out <laughs> at least until a loss, you know, or like at least until the playoffs. We should, you know, do something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody could probably think of something better there. But uh, 
As always, Raider Nation, you guys want to get in on the podcast? We love hearing from Raider fans. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. 208-557-9771 is the phone number to call. Give us your thoughts on being 2-0. and And, man, I mean, 2-0? We're not a Broncos 2-0 and either. Oh, no, you know, that's we didn't, bogus. We didn't just beat up on the Giants, the New York football Giants, and and the Jacksonville Jaguars that that have a rookie starting quarterback and have and the no, Jets coming to town too this next oh, week. Oh yeah, the big mean green Jets, man. Who who little Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU's wheeling and dealing ints to anybody <laughs> who wants one. Uh, yeah, now this isn't this isn't a fluky. It, it it doesn't feel like a fluke at all. Like somebody mentioned. Within six days, the Raiders played the Ravens and beat Lamar Jackson, sacked Jackson three times, forced two turnovers on a Monday night football game, had to go to an ex- basically an extra quarter in the overtime, then had to turn around six days later and travel to Pittsburgh, play in Heinz Field, arguably one of the top, I don't know guys, three, top five worst places to play as an opponent in the NFL, and just wheeled and dealed against the Steelers. Came out with a W. And, and I said this in our private chat. And I stand by it. Like, the Raiders should have won by even more than that. The 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 touchdown to Ruggs, that, it should have been at, at the minimum, like, 30 to 14 at that point in the game. With, like, nine minutes left. And that game's pretty much out of reach there. So the, the Raiders even left like points on the board. So there's even, I mean, there's always room for improvement, but it's like that game could have been like 30, 34 to 17. Like it could have been a real slight, just absolute like drubbing, but it wasn't. But they still handled business. And we talked about this last week. Tyler and I talked about this. This felt like one of those games. We base all our stuff off of what's happened in the past. This felt like one of those games that the Raiders would just go and lose. They would just drop it, but they didn't. And like, I'm really impressed. I'll have my thoughts on that. But, Birch, tell us, like, what are your thoughts on the Steelers' victory? What impressed you the most about the Raiders in Week 2? Um, I, I know we the offense is always the sexy pick. But, man, guys, having a defense that right now is, I think, ranked at number 10, maybe a little bit higher. I don't remember. I, have, I was looking. But, man, we are getting pressure on the quarterback, and that helps out our mm our cornerbacks so much. Amen. I mean, I sent you guys a little message today about the number of pressures in the league and Max Crosby leads the league with 19 pressures. And I believe the next person is like 14, 15, 15. But wow. And the thing is, is we're doing it without having to blitz our front four are just dominating the opponent. Like you got Quentin Jefferson, Solomon Thomas, Ngakwe, Crosby. Heck, even Nassib is getting in there and rushing the quarterback. But I mean, it's nice to have because then it, that gives you more coverage that you can with our linebackers. So I think to me, the thing that stands out the most is the defense. And then on the in the back uh, of the defense, you've got I mean, Hobbs is playing amazing. And we don't have yeah. Nevin Lawson anymore. So, I mean, it's a win-win. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. In fact, I think I just saw a tweet this evening, Nevin Lawson, thanking the Raider Nation. Um, <laughs> I, I wish I could say the Lawson. same for you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, anyway. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Right, guys? Sure. Unless you're Antonio (laughs) Brown or Randy Moss. Oh, come on. Randy Moss will probably retire a Raider. So, probably hang his jersey somewhere up somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere in Vegas. You know, have some artwork of him somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my heavens. I'm teasing. Of course, Tyler. Man, what stood out to you on uh, the Sunday afternoon drubbing of the Steelers in Heinz Field? Um, I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball, and I and I do love the defense, don't get me wrong, but the thing that stood out to me was, number one, Hunter Renfro is the man. Number two is that we scored touchdowns when we needed to score touchdowns in the second half. First half, not so great. We had three field goals. But then in the second half, it's 9-7. We score a touchdown. And so it's it's 16-7. to And then couldn't really get any scores. But then we put up a couple, another 10 points on that. So we scored a couple more touch or we scored touchdowns when we needed to, when we were ahead in the game. Normally when I feel like, well, we scored now the defense lets uh, the other team score and then we can't score again. And the other team does score that changed for me. And that was exciting because I, so I guess it's kind of a combination of the offense and the defense, to be honest, it, because we were able to, to get a score and then the defense actually held and we were able to get another score and and it just worked out instead of fault like stumbling at the finish line we yeah. we ended the game on our terms not hoping that well we got to hope that they miss a field goal or hope that hope they don't the defense get this fourth holds. down yeah or hope <laughs> that the defense holds it was we ended the game on our terms, and that felt really good to do for a change. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The um, yeah, it was just it was a well. I think kind of to to speak to your point, Tyler, it was a well balanced attack. It was a well balanced like right when you think, okay, can we step on the throats here? Can we end this game? You know, the the offense would lag, but the defense would just come in and, you know, they force a three and out, they get a sack, you know, they do. And it was like, man, like the Steelers cannot get anything going. And the thing I want to point out, you know, we're talking about this two and oh, and I touched on this earlier, as far as this isn't, this isn't a Denver Bronco two and oh, right. You know, we've talked about this, but I, I want to put this out there for Raider nation. And I know a lot of people have, have, have probably um, recognized what's happened here too is that, you know, after we beat the Ravens week one, even, I'll I'll be honest, like, I was skeptical. It was like, okay, like, we talked about this. If there's a time to steal a win, it's week one when everybody's still trying to get all their, you know, kind of get themselves together, collect themselves, put everything together. And so, like, you could chalk it up potentially to kind of like, well, you know, it's one of those games, a little fluky. They're able to get a win late night, extra quarters, you know, extra quarter, um, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't feel real. You know, it's like kind of kind of like how I feel about how we when we beat the Saints last year. It was like, well, we beat the Saints, but then we go and we, you know, lose, what was it, five of our last seven last year. Um, so almost felt kind of fluky. So a lot of people kind of chalk that up when we beat the Ravens to kind of a fluky loss for the Ravens. Like, oh, it's okay. You know, 
Yeah, the, the, and we heard this. You know, the, the Ravens' offensive line, you know, is bad or bad. Not a very good offensive line. Well, then the Ravens go, and in epic fashion, Sunday night, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And what do you hear the next day? Oh, my goodness, that Ravens' offensive line, just phenomenal. Like, did you see the job that they did? And all us Raider fans are like, uh, uh... That was the same offensive line that we just played. Like, but we got no love. Which just once again points to, in my, like, there's, whatever it is in the league, there's just a lot of people that don't like the Raiders. And, and, you know, then, then the Steelers, you know, we go into, we go into Heinz Field, we beat the Steelers, and all we hear, well, you know, they've got a lot of defensive pieces out. You know, a lot, missing a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, Watts out. You know, Bush is out. What was that? Was it Casey Hayden? Or who, who was the other? The, uh, Hayden. Uh, Hayden. Hayden's out. You know, that I think four four kind of cornerstone defensive pieces out. Um, but then it's like, well, hold on just a second. We didn't have Josh Jacobs. We didn't have like half our offensive line. Alex Leatherwood, our starting right tackle, went out. You know, we, we, like Incognito wasn't in there. Jalen Richard's not. The Raiders were missing as many pieces as the Steelers were missing. Yet we were able to make the plays and get it done. So I don't want to hear like, oh, fluky Ravens win, fluky Steelers. No, even myself, I thought, well, okay, let's see how we do against the Steelers. The Raiders of 2019, the Raiders of 2020 are going to go to Heinz Field and get beat. They did not. In a six-day period, on a short week, they went in and handled business. And so this isn't fluky. Beating two of last year's playoff teams back to back in six days is not a fluke. So I think it's time, even for myself, like I told, I, I, I that the, the classic Django meme. What was that? You had my, you, you had my interest now, or you had my curiosity. Now you have my interest. I believe is how it goes. That's how I feel right now with the Raiders because I'm like, Okay, we beat the Ravens. You know, good win. It's always good to win, but let's see if this is sustainable. Now we go beat the Steelers, and I'm like, hold up. This defense has forced three turnovers in the last two games. They have sacked the quarterback five times in the last two games. Like, this is not the defense. You know, this isn't 2020 Raiders defense. This is a defense that's on its way to some great things. Like you mentioned, Max Crosby, 19, 19 pressures by himself. One of those sacks against the Steelers came against, they had seven people in to guard Ben Roethlisberger against our four, our front four. Seven on four. That should never be a sack. That should, like, 98.8% of the time, that should not be a sack. But the Raiders were getting pressure with that. That is worth standing up and taking notice. And that's what gets me excited is that these this isn't a fluke. These aren't fluky wins. Like, I don't know, guys. I went from, I what did I say? I think nine and seven this year. I thought this is an eight or nine win Raider team. If this is sustainable, barring any major injuries, you know, we had the Derek Carr with the ankle scare, but he apparently he's full practice, good to go today on a Wednesday. Um... If they sustain this, this is like a 10 or 12 win Raiders squad. If they can keep this going. I, 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 I honestly believe that. So 
For me, though, on, on the game on Sunday, I think it was the way Carr was able to spread the ball around. Waller, um, Waller, Renfro, and Ruggs all had seven targets. Ruggs led, obviously. He had the 61-yard bomb. That's what we brought him in to, to, to do. He also had a 30-yard reception. Beautiful reception. Renfro was just plucking balls out of the air everywhere. It was phenomenal. Um, even Foster Moreau, my boy, the guy who I said, you know what, watch out for Raider Nation. Beautiful touchdown. He had some beautiful catches on some on some third downs when the Raiders needed it the most. The, the, cars spread the love around. Like we talked about that. The first half, you know, they're just it's like Waller, 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 Waller. And I was like, this this isn't sustainable through a whole season. Like, we need somebody else, at least one other person to step up. Well, not only one other person stepped up, but we had like three other people step up. And that's what gets me excited and and the spread the love around. So I guess it would be offense for me. Um, you know, non-existent run game. But, you know, if Carr can keep slinging it like this and he's getting the protection that he's getting with this offensive line, I don't care. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, I don't care if he's passing for 400 yards a game. Let's do it. Let's go for it. You know, let's pass to run. That should be our offensive game plan. That's just me. Anyway, Tyler, I see you studiously looking up some stuff here. I want to know what 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 are you looking up here? What do you have for the nation? Uh, I was just looking at so Carr was twenty eight of thirty seven for three eighty two and two touchdowns, and like you mentioned, our offensive running game was really quite pathetic. Thirty two yards from Peyton Barber, nine yards on seven attempts from Kenyon Drake, which averages out at 1.3 yards a carry, uh, four carries for Carr for nine yards, and one carry for Ruggs for two yards. But like you said, where they sh- where they shined was Ruggs had 113 yards, Waller had five for 65, Renfro five for 57, Drake five for 46, and a lot of Drake's passes were like a little swing pass out of the backfield or a quick right. uh, screen type pass to the flat. Um, and then he would take off running. So you can almost count those as running yards, like you said, right. to run pass to run. Um, but yeah, that's and Moreau, Brian Edwards should have had a touchdown in the first half. We really yeah. like yeah. they called a, a holding call on Leatherwood, and I watched that play about 15 times from start to finish. He didn't even like touch Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram fell forward, and they called a hold on Leatherwood. So I don't know. That should have been another touchdown if we're being honest. And then Moreau yeah. had one, and then Derek Carrier chipped in two catches for 13 yards as well. So, like to your point. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers that sharing the love, and that's pretty dang good, man. And you know, there were a couple times where I thought he missed rugs deep uh, another time, and so we it could have even been more. However, uh, I'll take the win, and and I'm really I'm happy with the offense. In second halves of games, I wish they could finish drives in the first half. Maybe we see that this week. You know, the first week was crap in the first half. I was like, what in the heck is going on? Then this week, you know, got drives but couldn't get to the end zone. And then 
Maybe this week against the Dolphins, we see some touchdowns in the first half. I'd take one. Um, but other than that, no, I that's all I was looking at was some of the stats from the game uh, on Sunday. Pretty impressive stats. Yeah, 100%. Well, you know, speaking of stats, you, know, you have Max Crosby, 19 pressures. Burch, you mentioned this. You know who wasn't there in the top for pressures? Does his like name 15, start with a K? 10, potentially. And end with a, the... a Lille? <laughs> <laughs> Last name ends with a K as well. Ah, oh, yes. Gentlemen, hear me now. Believe me later. Uh-oh. I told you guys this in uh, in the chat. But I'm going to tell you this right now. You know, the Raiders, the, the, the rumors were flying. The Raiders reached out to see if Khalil Mack was a... Uh, you know, was for was on the trading block at all for the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, the Bears right now look like they'll be lucky to win five or six games this year. I think that'd probably be pretty lucky. The Raiders, however, are trending in a completely opposite direction. They look like they might be able to rattle off 12 wins this year. If the Raiders get in the playoffs and make a run, and the Bears are still stagnant, I'm going to say it right now, Cleo Mack will be a Raider next year. I'm going to just say, I think Khalil Mack comes back and is back in the silver and black because he went, he thought he was going to go to Chicago. I thought he thought he was going to go win. I, he thought he was going to get over there with Trubisky. They were trending in the right direction. A lot of people had them hitting the playoffs and making big things. But boy, that Chicago defense, that whole, the whole Chicago team has just kind of fallen flat. The Trubisky era, you know, just came up short as we all saw. Like we knew that was going to happen. I don't know what everybody thought. I mean, that'd be like, Everybody looks at Andy Dalton now and is like, oh, man, this guy's going to be great. And it's like, when has this guy ever been really great? Like, come on. Like, I'm sorry. He's just not. Like, I'd rather have Derek Carr than Andy Dalton. Like, it, like how I – don't, I don't see what people see in this guy. He'll have, like, a spectacular game. He reminds me of Stafford. And then, all, then like, the next week it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of down to earth. You know, threw for 168 yards and a touchdown and an interception. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of what you get with this guy. Inconsistency. Um, but I think Mac is going to one out and I think Mac is going to be sitting on his couch in January watching his buddy Derek Carr slinging around in the playoffs and he's going to go, man, I want back in on that. And I think Mac's going to be a Raider next That's year. That's bold. Yeah, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. I like that. So. Could you imagine that though? Ngakwe, Mac, Crosby, uh, Nassib, I guess. I don't probably trade Farrell for a bag of peanuts at this point, if that. You could probably, you know, I, I'll, I'll bet the Chicago Bears organization would just do a straight, uh, uh, a straight trade swap. Yeah. yeah, Farrell for for Matt. I'd bet money on it. Seems They'd reasonable. Like, yeah, you know, he's younger. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Yeah, oh, we took that. We Fourth that. overall that's pick. That's right. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um. But yeah, so I'm going to call it right now. I will also eat crow. You know, Tyler and I picked the Raiders to lose, um, which almost has me thinking, guys, like, should I just keep picking them to lose? Because I feel like maybe there's something to this. Hey, those were my thoughts exactly. Yeah, I feel I am a little superstitious here, Tyler. I am and I'm not, like, you know, maybe I, I am not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, like, I'm like... Gosh, do I just keep picking the Raiders to take the L? I'll take the egg on my face all day long. It's kind of like one of us three had Derek Carr on their fantasy team and did not start him. 
uh, because they thought, hey, playing the Steelers defense is going to be really tough and we have a young offensive line. So one of us went out and got Jameis Winston instead off of the free agency waiver wire and started him instead. And Who one of that? us really... Re- one of us really regrets doing that because then Carr goes off and throws like three touchdowns and what was it like 368 yards of passing. And, well, uh, it really James wouldn't Winston, have helped you. Yeah, whoever it would have been, Birch, whoever that was. Um, anywho, so you know, I'll take. <laughs> you didn't have to just out me like that, Birch. You could have just let. You could have just let it be. You know, just. We didn't have to know who it was. This was supposed to be anonymous. This is like an anonymous hotline here, an anonymous group. But since you've outed me... um, Fantasy football anonymous. Look, yeah, exactly. I'll take fantasy football L's and egg on my face every week if that means the Raiders are going to keep winning. So um, I'm enjoying the egg on my face, and I'm enjoying sitting at 2-0. And I am... Guys, I mean... Let's look at it. The Dolphins are coming to town. Tua just announced today, cracked ribs, um, fractured ribs, I should say. Is that the same difference? Cracked ribs, fractured ribs? Yeah, I would would say so. Physical therapist here. Which is interesting because earlier in the week, they said that he didn't have any fractured ribs. But now all of a sudden, he's like, oh, he's got broken ribs. Well... Did they, what happened? Did, not, did somebody like sabotage? Yeah, Sucker punch in the locker room. Tua's like, you know what happened? Tua, Tua got on the stat line and saw that the Dolphins have given up eight sacks through two games. Saw Max Crosby has 19 pressures. <laughs> he watched the film on Ben Roethlisberger. He watched nailed. Jefferson and Ruck Crosby just waylay old Roethlisberger. Saw that the Raiders, yes, had, like, had five Roethlisberger sacks was on the crying. Season. You could tell he was in pain after yeah. Jefferson and Crosby just drilled him. Those that ribs, those like fifty-year-old ribs, were hurting. You know, it was funny too because I, I like, I was ninety percent sure there was going to be a flag thrown on that play. The way that they like somebody, it might have been Crosby, kind of launched over Jefferson at him, and I thought, oh, they're going to get him for targeting all day long. That's going to be 15 yards. And I was pleasantly surprised when no flag came in. I was like, oh, wow, this is nice. Like, I feel like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe the league, like, maybe the Raiders, there was something that, you know, they had to do, like, 40 years of hard time against, you know, <laughs> and then now now the refs will ease up on him. But uh, um, minus the Leatherwood hold, which was absolutely ridiculous, um, there was, it seems like there was a pass interference too in there, but maybe not. There's so many times that that stuff's always happening. They hold Crosby about every other play. So yes, it's they kinda, do. I get, I get used to it. But, um, you know, I think Tua saw the stat line and was like, you know, I don't know if I want to play this week. He might've just like, you know, seen a curb and just like fell on it. It's like, oh, I think I need somebody to, to, to re-x-ray my ribs. It's like, oh, well, these are worse than we thought. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't play this week. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I thought I was in a lot of pain, but I, you know, I don't blame him because the Raiders are getting after quarterbacks. Something that we haven't been able to say for I don't know, a few years at the very least now. Because the last time we were getting after quarterbacks, we probably let the uh, defensive lineman, uh, the defensive line coach, we fired him. So <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, there you go. Anywho, the Raiders' defense looking good. The offense is humming. Both could get a little better in areas, but uh, 
2-0 has never felt so good, gentlemen. I'm enjoying it. And the Dolphins come to Vegas? Um, yeah, I like this. I like this. We go against Jacoby Brissett and a Dolphins team right now that just got off a 35 to nothing drubbing from the Buffalo Bills. Ouch. Ouch. Like, you can't put up a single point. Oof. And, and you know, you know what I don't understand? You know, we beat the Ravens and, and then the Ravens go and beat the Chiefs. The Steelers beat the Bills. Then we go and beat the Steelers. Like, I feel like the Raiders, I feel like we should be getting way more respect than we are right now. But that's okay. Because you know what's going to happen, guys? We're going to beat the Dolphins, go 3-0. and And uh, that's also going to be a fluke win to most people. So, so is this the, the time, I think the last time the Raiders had a convincing blowout win was, well, I don't even remember when. Is this the time that the blowout win returns? I, I feel like it has to, right? Like, uh, you have a Dolphins team that's reeling. What, what is, the Dolphins lost 35 to nothing um, this past week. Week one, uh, what was it? They bear, So they beat the Patriots 17 to 16. Not okay, a lot this of Patri- offense here. No, no. And, and this is a Patriots team that has a rookie quarterback that hadn't started a single regular season game. Um, Sorry so, to interrupt. We did beat the Broncos last year 37 to 12. Okay, okay. That's true. So, My bad. So we got that, beat that 43 a, to 6 by the Falcons, though. The next week. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I felt like, and that's that worries me a little bit, guys, because I feel like this week is like a Falcons week of last year. Like, and we've talked about this, like, we're, the Raiders right now, they're kind of breaking down, like, all these preconceived notions that we've had. And they're preconceived because this is usually what happens with the Raiders. Like, we get a big win, and then we go out and just absolutely get embarrassed. So I am a little nervous for this Dolphins game because I'm like, Dolphins don't have Tua. The Dolphins, like, they barely beat a team with a rookie quarterback week one. They get absolutely just slobber-knockered week two against a playoff team. Now, week three, like, the Dolphins are reeling right now. This team this team doesn't have a lot of direction. This team is, is, this, this team is hurt right now. The Raiders, the, the Raiders should be able to come in, and it should be like a, 32 to 14 or 32 to 12, 10 type win, you know, for the Raiders. Like, I, I feel like we should be able to handle business uh, by about the middle of the third quarter. It's like, sweet, 28 to 7, we're looking good, you know, awesome. 3 and 0 is right around the corner. But the Raiders of old still are haunting me a little bit because I feel like this could be a game where all of a sudden it's like we're starting the fourth quarter and it's like, why are we down thirteen to twenty at the fourth quarter with against Joby, Jacoby Brissett led Dolphins? And I hope I'm wrong, but it does make me a little bit nervous. Bert, what do you? How are you feeling about this week? Um, I would say kind of the same, but I don't know. I just I get a different feeling from this team this year. Like years past, it's been like, okay, yeah, we've done this, but. Yeah, but then we kind of just fizzled out. So, but I mean, this year, I don't know. I just, the vibe around the the press conferences and the, like, the games, they just seem different. It seems like we got some real leaders on both sides of the ball that 
that are taking responsibility and they're they're requiring other players to up their games and this may be a reason why we don't see a player like Cleveland Farrell on the field I mean there's other guys that are like Darius Phylons playing out of like he's playing with his hair on fire the dude's out there just making plays I didn't see him much last week I know he's battling a knee injury but but I mean you get my point there's other players that want to be there and want to contribute to this and maybe Furl turns it around. I don't know. But I just feel like there's a different attitude moving forward. They know. Cars mentions it every time he goes to the press conference. He's like, yeah, so what? We've been 2-0 and before, but it doesn't matter. That's in the past. It's what we do moving forward. So, I mean, I guess time will tell come Sunday. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've, I'm actually <laughs> – I don't want to get my hopes up because every time I get my hopes up, they shoot me down, but right, I, right. I'm feeling pretty good. Tyler, I what about that, you? Yeah, I'm just looking at these defensive stats. I'm a stats guy. Uh, from the Bills against the Dolphins, know how many sacks they had last week? Six. Yeah, six oh, sacks. Uh, and so, how many? I don't know. Yeah, they so had six, six sacks. sacks. Now, now. Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders' defense is the Bills' defense, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is potential there to once again create havoc at least to the tune of maybe three, four sacks, right? Yeah, And you've got Jacoby Brissett, who came in, was 24 of 40 for 169 yards and an interception. (laughs) Like, they had uh, Miles Gaskin had 25 yards rushing, I don't know who M. Oh, Malcolm Brown had t- five for 21. And then there were scattered other ones. But, like, they did not have a great game against the Bills. But even looking against the game against the Patriots, or looking at the game against the Patriots, excuse me, I think Tua had, like, 169 yards passing is all. Like, it wasn't impressive. That Yeah, so, oh, 202 yards passing, 16 of 27, a touchdown, an interception, and then, like, Gaskin, 49 yards, Malcolm Brown, 14, and then others sprinkled in there. But, you know, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, um, those, Mike Gesicki, um, we've had trouble with tight ends in the past, but I, I don't really see us this year having trouble so far with any of the tight ends that we've played. Um, and they do get, I did hear they're supposedly Will Fuller is in a mental state where he can play this week. He had, he left the team for personal reasons last week. So there's that speed guy that just, I mean, but yeah. Even whatever. then, like the last time we played Jacoby Brissett, we beat Indianapolis. That was in 2018. I 2018, 19, 19. That was the game that we, uh, that Bontez perfect was, uh, exiled from the league forever (laughs) for a hit. That wasn't really even that bad. So anyways, I, I see, I'm like Birch. I, 
I am scared to get excited. In the words of Michael Scott, I'm ready to have my heart hurt again. But I I feel like maybe this is different. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like maybe I'm saying this like an abused person. Uh, like, <laughs> and I, not to make light of, of domestic violence, but it's like that same, no, it's, it's that same thing, right? That same pattern. Right. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Like last year, the Raiders, you know, they let us down in the, in the second half, but you're not this year. It, they've changed. They're different. I'm scared of that. I'm scared to let myself feel that way, but I, there is potential here. Like you guys mentioned for a solid convincing victory if we keep our heads on straight and if we keep the pedal to the metal the entire game the chances and opportunities are there Tua is out Brissett is in I think Brissett is worse than Tua that's just my personal opinion and he's not as dangerous on the ground as Tua Um, so I think there's potential here for a convincing win. Like, I don't need it to be 35 nothing, but like a nice, uh, let's say, 31 to 17. That would sure be nice. I would take that in a heartbeat. It's not a drubbing, but a convincing win, fellas. A convincing win is what I would like to see. Just, heck, I'd even take a win. Just a win. Even if it's by a point on a last-second Carlson field goal, I don't care. At least we came out and we didn't do what we did last year by beating the Panthers, beating the Saints, playing the Patriots, and getting schlobber-knockered by them. Like, If we can keep this momentum rolling, that is going to be fantastic. And it's against good teams, as we've mentioned several times. It's not scrubs like the Broncos playing CFL teams, uh, that's like, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, Mike, I think you said they have the Ravens, the Steelers, the Browns and us, maybe not necessarily yeah. in that order, but those teams, um, yeah. Yeah. I can see, I can see themselves setting up for a little bit of heartache in the next few weeks, which I love to see. Oh yeah. You hate to see it, right? You hate to see it to quote, the. Uh... I don't even know where that quote comes from. <laughs> I don't know that. either, but you do hate <laughs> to see it. But, you know, the thing uh, to Birch's point, too, about that is, like, I think the difference, too, and I've seen this somewhere. I don't remember where it was, but there's a little more leadership, like, in the locker room. We're not relying on all these young players to hurry up and develop. You know, you've got guys like Trayvon Mullen and Abram, who are now, you know, this is their, even though it's Abram's only his, like, second year in the league, technically, as far as playing-wise, it's both their third seasons. You know, they're three years in the league now. They're not, this isn't a rookie year. This isn't second, these aren't second-year guys. They're playing alongside guys like, you know, Pyramid, like Thomas, like K.J. Wright, Hayward. You know, you've got veteran guys in there now that bring, like, that's what the, we needed that mixture. We're not relying on like year two and year three and year one guys to like, hey, we're going to take us to the playoffs now. Or, you know, hey, now let's try to go be a top 12 defense. You, know, you have that mixture of guys, the, the KJ writes that, hey, now we've got a guy that can cover tight ends. You know, hey, now we've got pyramids that can fly around the field. 
and make tackles. Even Hobbs, you know, I know it's not a veteran guy, but we've got speed now on defense. Like, we got a guy like Hobbs. I watched Hobbs track down Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, on the outside and tackle him for, like, a one-yard gain. And, like, on the catch, it's like, oh, boy, it looks like Juju's getting ready to get around the out, at the edge, and he's going to rattle off into some 12, 15-yard gain. Hobbs tracks him down, grabs him by the ankles, and it's a one-yard catch. You know, it's like... Whoa. Like, I haven't seen Raiders speed on the defensive side of the ball like this. Like, I I don't know. I, I can't even think of the last time I saw this. So, we have, a, we have a group of players that are playing with a lot of confidence, playing with a lot of moxie. They're smart about how they're playing. And it's just really refreshing to see as a Raider fan. It's like... This Dolphin team coming into town, this is a prime, you know, we're primed to make some sushi this Sunday. I'd like to see, you know, 32, 34 points put up. I'd like to see this defense, yeah, three or four sacks shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Force a couple more turnovers, or at least another turnover. And, like, let's let's put the Dolphins in their place. And, gentlemen, more importantly, if we can pick up a win this Sunday, and, Tyler, to your point, look, any given Sunday, right, like, you have to... This is the NFL. You don't know. Some teams come to play. Some teams don't. You don't. You know. You don't know what can happen any given week. We've seen this. If you watch the NFL for any period of time, and between the three of us, we have like probably I don't know seventy five years of football watching under our belts. <laughs> like you can you can watch some poor team get just beat up on, and then the next week they'll go out and hang tough with somebody. We've seen it with the Raiders. We've seen them do that. So. You have to all, you know, I'll just take a win at the end of the day. Would love to see a convincing win. I'll take the win no matter how we get it. But Birch, you mentioned this earlier, and I think this is t- in our chat, and I think this is, is important to touch upon. These are big wins against AFC teams. Steelers, Ravens, even the Dolphins who are sputtering right now. We've seen teams turn it around. These are three teams, at the very minimum, two in the Steelers and the Ravens, they should be vying for one of those seven playoff spots at the end of the season. And it's not too early to look at these wins as that, as tiebreaker wins. And now you have the Ravens, who just went and beat the Chiefs. We've beat the Ravens. That's good. You, I mean, because this it all comes down to the computer, the analytics stuff. It, this is how this stuff is, is hashed out if things are tight at the end of the season. The Steelers beat the Bills. We just beat the Steelers. You know... That, uh, another big win for analytically. If we can beat the Dolphins and hold that tiebreaker as well, just in case the Dolphins turn it around and all of a sudden they can rattle off, have a, you know, have a 9-10 win season. These are big wins and have big implications here in, in about 13-14 weeks here. And um, got to get excited about that. We're not, like I said, we're not the Broncos beating, we don't, you know, you don't care if you, you know, it's nice to win, but if you drub the, you know, the Saints, like, okay, so what? You know, you're not going to be vying for the Saints against the Saints for a playoff spot, but you will be against the Steelers. You will be against the Ravens. So keep that in mind as well, Raider Nation, as we look into uh, as we look into the future here. One stat I do want to just uh, pop up really quickly, guys, is uh, I saw somewhere, I, I can't quote, the, I think it was a tweet, maybe it's a Facebook post, 61.1, I think it's like 61.1% of the time, um, uh, the Dolphins play man coverage. Uh, so, you, I mean, you got to love that against, you know, Renfro, against Waller, against Ruggs. You know, I mean, 
pick your poison. Who do you want to double cover? You know, in the secondary, you double cover Waller. I will send Edwards and, and Rugs over the top. You know, double cover Rugs. Okay, we're just gonna we're, Waller's gonna pick your part over the middle. Line Waller up on the outside on the opposite side. Now we've got Renfro one on one. Now you got Drake out of the backfield one on one. I mean. You got to love that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, all of those are fantastic options. Uh, One thing that I noticed in that game, and really the past couple games, uh, blitzes have not affected Carr. As a matter of fact, he's been downright brutal to people who are blitzing. Uh, That one to that shot to rugs for 61 yards came on a blitz last um, last week or I guess two weeks ago now, that game-winning touchdown and a bomb to rugs both came on blitzes. So he is picking people apart, seeing the field very well right now, and that is encouraging. I think the part where where we all get a little nervous is we've seen this before, and it hasn't led to anything. So that's, that's where we where we find ourselves is is hoping at least myself that this continues forward um and doesn't doesn't derail somewhere you mentioned leatherwood being out last week for the second half uh he's a full go hopefully this week um and then but incognito still not at practice josh jacobs still not at practice with the turf toe I tried to tell people it's a lingering injury, but they didn't listen. But back to your back to your analysis, Micah, of the man versus man. It's tough to guard Darren Waller one on one. It's tough to guard yeah. Rugs one on one. It's tough to guard even Brian Edwards is emerging as a pretty legit target right now, and it's tough to guard him one on one. There's just a and and my boy can't rem- forget my boy uh hunter oh, renfro yeah. the the fifth round draft pick out of clemson and uh like there's just a there are a lot of weapons like i feel yeah. kind of i i i feel kind of like confident for the first time in a long time of the weapons that we have it's i mean like we've pointed it out, you can't guard them all man to man because they will eat your lunch. There's got to be somebody being doubled, and and that car is finding that open person right now, and he's making good decisions. And the re- and the and he's able to do that because it's starting up front. This makeshift offensive line, you know, it has its moments where it, it, it you know you see some you see where it's still trying to come together. But my goodness, guys. Like Carr on Sunday, he sat back there all day, and 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 it was like we couldn't run worth a crap. But my goodness, when we sat back to pass, Carr's sitting back there like, you know, just I mean, just picking the defense apart. It's just sitting back there having a sandwich, you know, sipping on something cool and refreshing, and then and then picking where he wants to go with the ball. And I don't care how good your defense is, like, you know. Steelers still had Minka Fitzpatrick back there. You know, they, they couldn't even he you know, he got toasted. Fitzpatrick got toasted on that 61-yard bomb to rent, uh, to Rugs. So, I mean, when you have that kind of time, I think to me that might be the most encouraging thing so far this year 
is like we know, look, this offense runs through Carr, but Carr has to stay upright. Carr can't be, Carr, I mean, Carr can't be just getting, you know, brutalized back there. And that the the play where he hurt his ankle, somebody explained to me how that's not a 15 yard penalty. Um, also, the play was that the same game too where he's running and uh, just absolutely gets nailed in the crown of the helmet by a linebacker from the Steelers. Yep. Like how how is that? His the Steelers linebackers looking straight down the crown of the ha- helmet, just right into Carr's face mask. I don't care if he's not sliding. If that were a running back, that would still be a 15 yard penalty because of the way he tackled. How in the heavens to Betsy are both of those <laughs> not 15 yard penalties? That that and then to hear the announcers, and if anybody listened to the game on Sunday, my goodness, the announcers were just drooling all over Pittsburgh the whole game long. To hear them and that dipstick jean stare trousers, whatever his name is. <laughs> Sterile in New York, My like, favorite. Just just Mr. Index back there. card. When when they bring him <laughs> in, cause cause they're like, how one of the announcers is a little bit like, wow, that, that's not a penalty. And Gene's like, well, you know, it had Carr puts him in a tough position. I'm going, you guys are preaching that it's the defender's responsibility, defender's responsibility, defender's responsibility. This dude just lowers his helmet and it's like, well, boy, Carr just put him in a tough situation right there. You know, I I could see how that's not a penalty. And it was just like, you have to be absolutely friggin' kidding me with, with this kind of analysis here. They did pull the flag out for Ben Roethlisberger when allegedly he got hit late. Exactly. Exactly. But then you roll up on Carr's legs like a solid two seconds after he throws the ball and no flag for that. I mean, that is utterly ridiculous. So there's some stuff there that's still questionable, but Carr plays through it. And for, I don't know, 94% of the game, Carr's sitting back there just having a great time. And if that continues the rest of this season, like, this dude's going to pass for, like, 7,000 yards <laughs> and, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 or 70 touchdowns with about four interceptions. So, keep it up. Pleasant surprise by the— And, you know, I, I when we had when Leatherwood went out, I believe uh, Brandon Parker came in. And we— We've railed on Pan Brandon Parker on this podcast for good reason. Turnstile Parker. I'm not mistaken, though. He played solid. Like, there were no penalties. Carr stayed upright. We picked the, the, the Steelers' defense apart and went on to win the game. So, hats off as well to Parker. Good job. Excited to get Leatherwood back again, though. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, it's exciting because this is only week two. And it's a long season, guys. It's a long season, but there's a lot of opportunity for this line to just continue to get better. And in my opinion, you sit uh, in, uh, uh, incognito out, and you sit Jacobs out this week. Don't don't force that. Don't force that. If if you had a, a bigger opponent, if the Broncos were coming to town or the Chiefs were coming to town, uh, I'd try to say all hands on deck if you can go. But man, I'd give I'd try to give both those guys an extra week of rest. In my opinion. Yeah, that worries me though a little bit. I but I I I don't think Jacobs plays this week. And as long as Carr can put up the same numbers as he did last week, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. 
Well, and you've got, but you've it got, would be yeah, nice you, to run the ball a little bit. I mean, well, yeah, I like mean, average get better sixty than like or seventy-five yards, yards. Somebody for the crowd. Why not give loud. Mr. Regus a chance? Amen. Yeah, you know, yeah. After watching uh, uh, Barber, was a Barber run the ball? Yes. Uh, on, I was just like, this ain't it. This ain't it, fam. Like we we need somebody else. And and poor Drake. I don't know if it was the blocking, but that dude seemed like he got about to the line of scrimmage and then he kind of just like start to like dance around. And it was like, we need somebody to hit the hole hard and, and just, and, and like, you know, we were fortunate on the final drive. I think we just, I think that Steelers defense was so gassed that, that the Raiders were just like, look, we're just going to own this right here. They had enough energy to just ram it down their throats. But, um, and you know, pick up what was it like, a 12-yard run and a 10-yard run or something like that. And that like was that. where the majority of the run yards came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, yeah, no, Drake running the ball, Barber running the ball, ain't it? Let's let's bring Regus up and see what happens there. I, I wouldn't hurt my feelings at all. little Regus and Drake action. Um, still trying to figure out where Jalen Richard is. Um, He's on but, IR still. He can come back after week three. That is, ah, Those are the rules okay. this year. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Okay, so he's got he's got to sit out this week. Then we're rocking and rolling. But uh, um, yeah, it, it, it would be nice to see the run game. If we have any sort of a run game come back, holy cow! This offense, like, it's gonna be fun. We're in for a good season. It's already trending in the right direction. That's for sure. So, guys, let's get to uh, you guys want to do a little pick 'em here. We didn't do this the first couple weeks, but, uh, you know, we have an extra week, so we can kind of make up for it. <laughs> um, you know, we've got, I've got three games. Last year we did five. I'm going to pair it back, scale it back a little bit um, for the sake of the lengthy season. Uh, you know, we're going to start here. We're going to go to Chargers versus Chiefs. We're in Kansas City. Both teams are one and one. Guys, I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. Chiefs. In a perfect world, the Chiefs should be 0-2 right now because the Browns had them. The Browns had them on the ropes, and the Browns the Browns passed, came back, and bit them in the rear, and they just did Browns things and lost that game at the end. Uh, but alas and lad, they are not. They are 1-1. One one. Burt's Chargers, Chiefs in Arrowhead. Who do you like? Oh, oh my. Um... That Herbert man, that dude's playing some ball, and that worries me in the AFC. I I am going. I know Mahomes lost his first game in the month of September. Yep. Um. So I'm assuming he's not going to want to lose two in a row. Not so fast, my friends. Oh my! I'm going Chargers. Oh, with the big upset. Chargers. Go wow. charges, go. <laughs> Tyler, who do you like? Let's see here. So the Chargers beat Washington well, football I'm not, team. I'm not really quick. I'm not convinced about Kansas City's defense. So Oh my heavens. Oh man, their defense putrid. So if we watch can out get for any, that one. Yeah, if we can get any if you have Austin Eckler on your team, start him. Uh, on your fantasy team because the Chiefs like in run defense are like at last in like every category of run defense. It is bad and their their pass defense isn't much better. Um, Mahomes for 17 weeks is basically going to have to carry this team. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. So 
Uh, Tyler, all that to say, who do you like this week? Uh, give me the Chiefs on this one, Bob. Yeah, I, for, same for me. I feel like it's tough to pick against, the, if it, especially at home in Kansas City. I think Mahomes and them, they're going to be out for blood. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Chiefs win by like four. I'd go like 28, 24, something like that. Got to risk it for the biscuit. hi Okay, I like it. Um, Tyler, you kicked this one off. Packers travel to San Fran. To take on the 2-0 49ers, Packers pick up a big win Monday night. Who do you like? Ooh, that's tough. And I think I think running backs have been just absolutely brutalized this year, haven't they? Oh, my heavens. Yeah. Jacobs is out, but the, the Ravens lost like four running backs. I The 49ers are signing dudes like Lamar Miller- and people like that that haven't played in a couple years because they're down so many um, running backs to injury. Man, I don't like that Packers defense, though. They stink. They were not good against the Lions, and I know that that's a division rivalry, but still, good grief. Um, you know, is it? it's in San Francisco? It is. Oh man, this this seems like a tough game, but I'm gonna take the Packers on the road. I think the Packers Ooh. get the get the W. I think they get it done. Get the dub for the Packers, Birch. What say you? I'm gonna go with the 49ers. Birch with the 49ers. You know the 49ers have been playing some good offensive ball the Packers defense is suspect suspect so you know I'm gonna take the 49ers at home for the upset and then we're all gonna have to hear once again does Aaron Rodgers even want to play what is he doing you know we're all that there's so much drama surrounding the the Packers right now I that that's they better win I feel like because they dropped to one and two Aaron Rodgers just doesn't even look like he cares about anything right I mean like the dude just totally like it's like football looks like it's neither here nor there to him. And I just feel like that's not a good vibe to give off. Even if you don't mean to be that way, I feel like it's just not a good vibe to get off. Like, so I, I just I don't think it's good. So I'm going to take the 49ers as well to win at home. Um, last one, I have the Eagles and the Cowboys, two one-and-one one teams. This is played in Jerryland. Or is it Jerry World? What do they call that? It's it's late at night. A winter scary. wonderland. Yeah. Anyway, it's in it's in the Cowboys Stadium. Um, man, it seems like it's always a good good game when these two two teams meet. Um, I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm gonna take the Cowboys for the win. Birch, who do you like? Yeah, I can't pick three upsets this week, so I'm gonna go with the Cowboys, <laughs> even though I don't like the Cowboys. As much as it Tyler, pains me, I gotta pick the Cowboys as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't ever. I like. It's always a good Sunday or Monday or Thursday when the Cowboys lose. Um, but for the sake of trying to win, you know, the five hundred dollars we've each put into the pot uh, at the end of the year. <laughs> I'm teasing. Oh. Um, now I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Cowboys as well. Uh, which brings us to the final game, of course, Dolphins. 
v raiders in las vegas i want a score prediction as well for this one i'm gonna kick this one off guys i almost want to pick against the raiders so i feel like we keep that whatever is going the the opposites attract whatever you call it but i can't because at the end of the day um i don't believe in that really in my heart of hearts i guess i'm gonna pick the raiders to win raiders should win the raiders do win it's going to be a little more close, a little too close for comfort maybe, but I'm going to go 30-20. to 20. The Raiders get it done against the Dolphins. For whatever reason, I feel like the Dolphins are one of those teams. We always seem to kind of play close no matter like what's going on. They're kind of like the Steelers. Like No matter what happened, like where, where each team is, they always seem to play each other tough. So I'm going to take the Raiders. They're flying high. They're gonna they're gonna get a little they're gonna get a scare this week, but I think uh, a late field goal puts the game out of reach. Um, Thirty to twenty, Raiders win. Tyler, who do you like? I'm gonna tell the, tell a story right here. There once Uh-oh. once upon a time, the Raiders should have won a game, but a man named Arden Key slapped Fitz Magic across the face and extended a drive. <laughs> Arden, oh Arden Key now plays with the 49ers allegedly and continues to do the same things that he did in San Fran or in in Las Vegas slash Oakland, which is nothing. And the Raiders now have Solomon Thomas, who had two sacks in one game. Which was more than Arden Key had his whole career with the Raiders. Ouch. Oh, the fire, the sassiness. I tell that story because I think Solomon Thomas, Ngakwe, Crosby, and Jefferson, and Philon, or Philone, or however the Sam Hill you say his name, are going to feast up front on this Dolphins offensive line. The Raiders are going to win this game. And it is going to be 31 to 20. No, no, 31 17. Because I said 31 17 before. It's going to be 31 17, and the Mud Dogs win the Bourbon Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't even know what that reference is. Oh, my gosh. Micah, come on, man. What? What? Well, okay, somebody's. Somebody explain it. Okay, after after Birch makes his pick. Birch, who you got winning this game? Give us a score. Um, I am going to go with the Raiders, and I am I I don't I think we turn the corner and we don't make it close. I'm going Ooh. with thirty-one to thirteen. I think. Ooh, Our defense is playing confident with confidence. Uh, they're getting after the passer. Um, corners are covering well, and the offense is humming. I I think this is a good game to really put the league on notice, even though everyone will just discredit the win. So <laughs> Raiders, 31-13. I like it. I like it. So we all picked the Raiders this week. If we lose... Um, I'm going back to just pick it against the Raiders. Is what's gonna Same here. Happen. I'm, I'm like, oh, I would rather be wrong every week and have the Raiders win than yeah. be 
than the opposite of what I just said. I, yeah, I'd rather have people be calling in the podcast being like, I told you guys. I told you they were going to win. I can't believe you guys keep picking against them and having to eat crow week in, week out to, uh, yeah, watch this team win. Um, guys, have any, uh, you know, we used to do something called bold predictions on this show. You guys have anything bold? You guys Bold predictions. Feeling- I think that was even our, yeah, our little song intro do, to do, it. Do, do. Yeah, I thought there was a little extra horn action at the end. Um, do you guys have any bold predictions here? You know, I'm going to add, uh, here's what I like. Yeah, you know, we saw it in the preseason. I'm going to have one here now. I think Hobbs gets sent in on a corner blitz. I'm going to go strip sack for Hobbs. Nate Hobbs gets himself a little action Sunday afternoon in the backfield on Jacoby Brissett. Strip sack for Hobbs. Write it down. I'm writing it down. It's set in stone now. And it's now on the airwaves. So it's immortalized. Tyler, yeah, Tyler Birch, whoever's got something, hit me with it. Are we going to do uh, an offense and defense or just one bold prediction? Because we used to do uh, one offense, one defense. Oh, you know, okay. Let's, I don't know. We could do both. All right. Because you know, Birch was right like three or four times last year. Yeah. It was kind of spooky. It was kind of spooky how that happened. Like he he predicted the score like right like twice, and then he had like two or three bold predictions come true too. And like really a wise miniature Buddha, yeah, <laughs> covered in hair. <laughs> I will go. I'm gonna say Darren Waller goes. Oh, I like for this one. Over 200 yards. Oh my! Holy with, mother! With two touchdowns. And My dear sweet go baby, with Raise. I'm gonna say Max, Mad Max gets three sacks. Wow! And really, yeah, and just lives in the backfield all game. That's 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 bold, and that's what we look for here, though. You know, I only did one defense. I'm going to throw my offense out there. I'm going to say Brian Edwards finally. You know, the last couple weeks he's gotten so close. He 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 almost put the game away against the Ravens. Should have had a touchdown at the end of the half. I say Brian Edwards goes for over 100 yards and two count them, two touchdowns this week. Tyler, my offensive what do you one got? is that. Uh, ooh, this is this is getting fun. Um, I'm going to say my boy Hunter Renfro goes for 110 yards, 113 yards receiving. Wow, so specific. Yes. Is that because he's number 13? Maybe. So he's going to go and he's going to catch one touchdown, 113 and a touchdown. On the defensive side of the ball, my boy Trayvon Merrig gets himself his first NFL interception. And then he's also going, yeah, that's it. He's going to get an interception on Sunday. I like it. His first one. That's why it's bold, because it's the first one. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. A lot of bold predictions flying around. You know, if there's there's a team that you could throw down some bold predictions on, it'd be the Dolphins right now. They're reeling. The Raiders are feeling pretty good. So I'm. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty psyched for this game. I mean, I two and zero has got me tingly. I want to see what three and zero feels like. I. When was the last time we were three and zero? Anybody know? 
Well, Never. it wasn't last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nay, nay. Um, anywho, I like it. I like it. You know, every you know, we've forgotten this last couple of podcasts, um, but we usually always have like a, a weekly. We we end the pod on uh, usually like a you have usually a question that has nothing to do <laughs> with football. It's usually just a random life question. Um, and so I kind of want to bring that back. What do you, are you guys feeling that? Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, you know, and I don't know if we've quite done it like this before, but, um, I wanted to bring this back in lieu of, I had, I had a, 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 a candy the other day that reminded me of my childhood. I was just like, oh man, wow, that was delicious. Uh, so I kind of wanted to bring back, like, I wanted to dive into the food section of, of the questions, the random question of the week. And I wanted to ask you guys, is there a food out there that that brings back, like, the nostalgia? Like, you don't maybe even necessarily buy it, but when you see it, like, you're like, whoa, I haven't had that, that meal, that food, that candy, whatever, in forever. Like, now I want to buy one. I'm going to go get one. Because I used to have that all the time when I was, like, in my instance, I was little. I had this this candy all the time when I was little, and I had it for the first time again. And like literally, it's probably it's probably been like fifteen years since I've had this candy. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I want one. And that candy for me was the what, those those caramel apple suckers, <laughs> the suckers that are like an apple, like a green apple, and they got the caramel around them. Yeah, I haven't had one of those. Literally, it's probably been like twelve years, fifteen years. But my neighbor had a bag of them. And he was sucking on one, and I was, she was like, you want one? And I said, uh, yeah, I want one. And now I've gone out and bought a whole bag of these suckers. And it just got me to think, I was like, man, like, this just brings me back to, like, I don't know, swimming at the pool in the summer, at the city pool in the summer, because you get them for, like, a quarter at the city pool. That's what it reminded me of. Do you guys have something similar in your past? Birch, hand is risen. I want to hear what it is. Yeah, as soon as you said the Birch question, is probably like, like black licorice because he's so old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm gonna. Anyway. I don't know. Do they have that? Well, on next the time I see you, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you in the ice hole. <laughs> oh my! Family friendly show. Birch. Maybe a Good maybe a chunk heavens. of sugar cane. <laughs> no. So when I was growing up. Um, one thing I would always get when I go to the grocery store, a Chico stick. Solid choice. I don't even know if, have you ever, Micah, you got a puzzled look on your face. I'm trying. They're kind of peanut buttery flavored, right? And crunchy. Kind of like a, like a Butterfinger almost, but without the chocolate. Yeah. So let's see. Let me, it is. How do you spell it? Now I've got to look this up. Is it C-H-I-C-O? So it, is, it is primarily made from peanut butter with coconut, toasted coconut on the outside. And lots of sugar. Oh, ch- yes. Chico stick. I don't know if I've ever eaten one of those before. Well, do yourself a favor. The next time okay. you go out on your high adventures tomorrow, okay. grab yourself a Chico stick and you won't okay. be disappointed. 
dude, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just because now you've mentioned it. Um, that look, chick o stick. Wow. I have learned tonight. I love it. I love it. Tyler, do you have anything <laughs> similar? He looks puzzled. Um, when Birch threw out the, the coconut flavor, I remember a lot of times going camping and there's like two things that we always had camping and fishing. We always had chocolate Twizzlers, which is a fishing must for, for the Larson household, chocolate Twizzlers, not the strawberry, not the cherry nibs, chocolate Twizzlers. Wow. Another one that is less known, but that I remember fondly as a child, and I probably haven't had one of these in, I don't know, 20 years, maybe more. Uh, Do you guys remember they were little coconut Brocks, B-R-A-C-H was the brand. You could get them in bulk and they were like they Neapolitan. Like strawberry, yeah, yes. strawberry, vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. Or coconut. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. But they were they're coconut flavored, but it was like there was a pink part, a, a white part, and a and a brown part. Absolutely. And and those were just you couldn't ever tell like the difference between the colors. They all tasted the same. But they were equal. They were delicious, and they were just little like coconut bites. They were uh, perfecto. Oh wow, wow! You know, I was I'm I I was not and still am not a massive coconut fan, so I'm not. A, I I've never experienced those either. So, um, well, there you go. There's your question of the week. I'm glad we brought that back because I feel like it's enlightening and it's and it's um. Uh, yeah, I never eaten those. Birch is showing me on the uh, on the old Skype screen the uh, picture of those candies, and I can't say that. What I are they called just, uh, officially, Birch? Um, Neapolitan coconut candy. <laughs> very original. Very original. Say <laughs> so that sounds uh, very uh, straight to the point. Yes, not like a Chico stick. <laughs> which leaves many things to the imagination. This is a Neapolitan coconut candy. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Guys, you guys have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off and head into week three? Let's enjoy being 3-0. and oh. Yeah, let's do it. Really. really. See let's how that feels. I, th- I think I saw a stat. It was like 1966 was... Or some something insane like that was the last time we started a season three and zero. Wow, wow. Well, I tell you what, we pick up three wins here. Like, I'm not even gonna say it, but boy, howdy, I'm I'm gonna just I'm just enjoying the two and zero. What is it? There are only like nine teams right now, or something that are undefeated, something like that. I want to say, and only two of them from the AFC. It's like the Broncos and us. Like the Broncos are so illegitimate, it's ridiculous. Um, but however, if you love power rankings, the uh, the Broncos, man, they're a they're a top <laughs> ten team, maybe a top five. So and, are the Ravens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which don't uh, get me started. <laughs> don't get Bert started on the power rankings. Oh my heavens, Raider Nation! We appreciate you guys hanging out with us once again for another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch Podcast. As always, get in on the action with us. Give us a call. Leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. 
208-557-9771. Birch will not answer the phone when you call. You'll just it'll go straight to voicemail and you can leave a voicemail there. So fear not if you have a fear of talking with people on the phone. You can just leave a voice message. I might call in next week, especially if we lose. Uh, some random person might call in. I don't know. I don't know. Just look for it. But anyway, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us this time. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast, and we'll just catch you in the next episode. Just win, baby.